Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deaker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. <laughs> and today, Lisa, I'm asking you to tell us about your post-pandemic concerns in our profession. I think this is something that's on a lot of people's minds. Yeah. And I know everybody's seeing a lot of research on different you know, losses and learning loss over the pandemic. So we're asking an expert you know, what do you, what's concerning you and is there anything we can do? Yeah, so I'm going to actually turn it into my favorite things uh, <laughs> because there are three things that I'm really right honing in on with teachers to say, look, what we did during the pandemic, so everybody reflect for just a second. I know we're trying not to go there for long, but when you sit in a Zoom box, it doesn't matter how good of a teacher you are, you can only do so many breakouts. Right. And when you do it with first, grade, first graders, you just don't. And when you do it with middle schoolers, you can only imagine what happens. Right. Oh, and I, so, yeah. you know, a lot of schools just said, so we did a lot I would call popcorning. You know, okay. let me call on Becky, let me call on Sam, let me call on Matt. We right. call on somebody and the teacher gets reinforced. But the kids don't get to turn and talk. It's, if right. you look at the Brady Bunch right. video, they look at each other. They never talk to each other. Right. And so what I've really seen is um, really a need for all of us at home with our kids at the dinner table, at wherever, to lower our talk and give them more chance to discourse. Yeah. You know, how do we get kids to talk to each other now? Here's the cycle we're on. <laughs> so I suggest this and people are like, yeah, and they all don't know how. I'm right. like, well, guess what? Because they don't have very good executive functioning because for two years they didn't go to the playground and talk to friends and take their tractor and somebody has a fight and argues it. All of those things are missing. And so my second thing goes along with that is really helping kids get into groups again mm -hmm. and use executive functioning. So I used to say think, pair, share is great, which I love. And I used to say for kids in groups of five. I'm really not suggesting that. I'm mm. saying three. So one high, one low, one in the middle, not all three high, all three low. That's a bad outcome, as you well know. But letting kids get in groups and giving them specific roles. So kid A is the clarifier, and teachers are going to love this. Only the clarifier can call me over. So I've had 21 kids in my class. There's only seven kids that can talk to me because I want the kids to talk to each other. Then we have a kid who is the manager, police person, who's kind of managing the group, makes sure everybody's on task behavior. And then we have a third student who's either the predictor, the artist, or amusement person. So something that, depending on the kid's functioning level, they can still contribute. Personal favorite is predictor. Because if I guess, I'm always right. <laughs> right. So very low stakes for those kids who are lacking the executive function. Hey, I don't want to do that role. Hey, I just gave you a role that you'll always be right. Right. You can always be successful. Then if you want to move into groups four and five, that's fine. But let's make this a teaming structure that now we give points to teams, not to individual kids. Okay, I love that. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit. Yep. It's not even pushing back. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest a layer. Yeah. And you can agree or disagree. So there is a lot of research on kids who are gifted and some of our other high flyers that when they feel when when they are in a group that is is created in that way, they become resentful or um, overly confident or you know not challenged, sure. and they end up feeling like they're helpers. Right. You right. know, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. So I have read research that says that we do need to sometimes group kids in their ability level 
the key is to do it invisibly. Yes. So maybe once a week, you yes. know, maybe our groups change because then the kids who are, you know, your biggest thinkers. Yes. That doesn't have to be, it's not like it has to be the kid with the highest IQ, but your biggest talkers sure. and thinkers. Because learning to talk when other people are pushing you and challenging you is also a skill. Yeah. So when Lisa and I sit down together, you know, we we push each other. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and so it, it's different. And we're both outspoken. Yes. And it's different than when you or I are with somebody who is, I'm just going to use the term, mousier. <laughs> That's a scientific term well, for you. Yeah, yeah, right. but yeah, yeah, but somebody who's not as assertive. Yeah, not and as assertive. And then it, then it feels like, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to make you do it my right. way. I am just stating yeah. my opinion yeah. so strongly. And somebody who doesn't, you know, push back, then they right. feel like they've been steamrolled. So maybe, maybe it's that we just start to think about how do we create these heterogeneous groups and we don't say, okay, the A group is this one, yes, <laughs> the B group yes. is this one, the C. But it's like, you know, here's Monday, Wednesday, Friday groups, here's Tuesday, Thursday groups, right. you know, something so, like that. What do you think? Yeah, so I don't disagree at all. And I, I think just like, I think we need alternative teach in both directions and grouping. But right. what I'm talking about a little bit different is building this community because if in the model I'm suggesting everybody's in a role they're gifted at. I gotcha. And so I'm not saying do all your academic tasks that way, but hold the group accountable for getting started, doing their work, going to their lab groups. Even if the you know I'm doing an alternative teach, it's still the clarifier who says, does everybody know what group you're going to? Right. And so it's the predictor who says, hey, for our group, I'm going to predict what I think is going to be the outcome of the lesson today. So I, I agree with you, and I think we definitely need differentiated groups. But I think we need this community, and I know you and I both love class craft and mm -hmm. class dojo. But I think what we have to do right now post-pandemic is every day has to start over. Yes. So it's like Groundhog Day. Right. And that our team won yesterday, yay. But guess what? Tomorrow, I'm going to give points where your team can't win. Right. Because your team won because we did a lot of organizational stuff. Maybe we're going to get points for the group that talks the best. Mm -hmm. or And so we try to really, as teachers, say what is it that we need to really build the skill up. And I think I agree with you 100%, but I think right now every kid is missing that basic ability to work in a community. I agree. Even kids who are gifted. I agree. Kids are, yeah. I so, agree. Yeah. Um, I, do, I, do, I do think that we need to be aware of increasing student-to-student -student interaction, yeah, which is what you're saying. So yes. your first tip is increase student-to-student -student interaction with a purpose. Correct, and lower your talk as a teacher. So again, lower the kids talk. have to talk. Student-to-student. -student. And then my final one is I just, I, I just, like, I want to scream when I say this one, but I've walked through multiple building after building after building, and we still have kids in their blue-taped bubbles. Mm -hmm. And they're never moving. And and so I look at it, and at the end of the day, all these kids have behavior referrals because no one's getting them out of their seat. Right. I am begging yes. society every 10 minutes, not just raising your hand. That's not movement. Gross motor movement. Standing at the back of your desk. Having talking standing stations. Humans stand around in huddles all the time at parties and talk, and nobody's like, oh, can we pull up a table to have this conversation? And so I don't know where in school we got sitting because I think post-pandemic, we are got so used to kids being in seats. So again, movement, movement, movement. So teacher talk, movement, and kids standing. Like if you could just fix those three things, I think learning gains will go up very quickly. I think that's, those are all great tips. And I want to close my thoughts 
on this topic. My brother's an elementary special ed teacher, and you know we talk all the time about the fact that the younger kids who have come through without an opportunity to get some of those skills of following directions and even understanding, like you said, the collaboration piece because they didn't, they weren't at home with their peers. So I think that for those of you who either have young children or are teaching young children, the patience piece really matters. It's, it's easy to say this person has a problem, but we have to put it in the larger perspective because some kids haven't learned to share because they weren't home with anybody else to share with. They didn't. They don't know how to share a toy. I'm a parent of an only child. I know exactly yes. what would so, happen. <laughs> so they didn't. They didn't have anybody to even practice that yeah. skill. They didn't have the practice yeah. of following the directions of somebody yeah. other than their parent. Yeah. You know. So they don't have some of the structural pieces. So yeah. I do think we have to focus on some some structures early on and have a patience with kids because everybody came through something different during the pandemic. And I'm going to just end by teachers, be nice to yourselves. Yeah. You're, you're saints, and you really, really, really deserve you time, manicures, pedicures, walk the dog, <laughs> go to the beach, whatever you need to do, because I do think that these things will help learners, but only if you can take care of yourself. So we thank you for joining us, and if you have questions, please send us a tweet at, at Access Practical, or you can send us a question on our Facebook at Practical Access.